Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And we, dear listeners, have just got back from E1. So, as usual, when we talk about our experiences at each Anvil event, we have the Shattersong gang on the line. So, to introduce Sol and Matty, off we go. Well, I'll introduce us then. Well, yeah, so- go on. Oh, all right then, fine. So, there were there <laughs> Do were really three Shatter Do you still introduce yourself as the captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Look, group? it's look. I've done like what fifty, a hundred episodes now. It's been the start, and it's just okay. it's it's a reflex arc. I press the recording button, and words come out. I don't get to How choose what they are. How long has it been are. since you died? Now it's been Quick nearly question. a year. Uh, Ban oh will die. died at E2 last year. Oof. Matty, if you want me to just end the podcast, then just, just say it. <laughs> no. Rename it. All right. So introducing the, uh, I would say the two surviving members of the Shattersong striding, but uh, more news on that later. We have Matty, who uh, played Hello. Larkin Shattersong. Oh my I, I'm God. Sorry. Right, I am going to pop the fucking thing now. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Let's see what noise it makes. Oh, it didn't, it didn't pop. It sounded uh, like it just tore. Yeah, it's a screw top. I thought it would still make a popping sound. Ah. Um, so, am I the only one? I have a small bottle of fizzy for reasons we're probably going to get into that Chris is being not very subtle about. Uh, it was. Look, I, I stepped on that landmine and my Wait, leg is look, now flying. We've we've already been there. Come on, Matty. We like we've we've had to get Everyone's over this. Everyone's been last. We know. Well, I haven't. It's a full glass of cover. Still coming to you from Anvil. <laughs> The one remaining Shatter song. Live and yeah. the last one alive from Anvil. It's yeah, for a but Shatter we're, song. <laughs> we're we're not there yet, and uh, that's pretty major part of the event. But you know, there was a lot to enjoy before that happened, seeing as if it was right at the very end. Just to twist that harder. Yeah, it was probably. I mean, it's the thing that everyone's talked about a lot because it was the most expected, Un- unexpected. Oh my god. Definitely it was so unexpected. Ah, Go on then. Yeah. Should we just do the the quickest like uh, rundown of how how are you feeling now? It's a few days after the event. Have you well, processed it yet? <laughs> <laughs> to, to clarify for anyone who doesn't know the subtle things, my name is Matty, and I previously played until the end of E1, Larkin Shattersong, General of Izella's Dance, who's now dead. Yay! And as I said to Chris afterwards. What the fuck do I do next? Yeah. It's a good well, question. What, what do I do? What did you uh, do? Yeah, I'm feeling some kind of way about it. Uh, every day is a process on the... A step on the grieving process, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So I think, honestly, it's best to get it out the way at the front, because as we said, there's there was a bunch that was kind of uh, a little um, uh, poetically... There's a lot of foreshadowing. Uh, foreshadowing yeah yeah that's true yeah there were a lot of moments that were like ah in hindsight and look we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna make it without mentioning it so we'll uh, deal with the ghost out the way also this carver's really nice and i don't (laughs) say that about a lot of alcohol but this is really lovely so i'm gonna sip at it so i suppose uh listeners you're wondering how larkin got there (laughs) (laughs) Better run that one out. Me on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Several Yagara stabbing me all at once. 
Well, oh my God. Uh, honestly, quick one. Thursday. How lovely it was to see oh everybody. Oh my goodness, yes. Thursday was really nice. I was really pleased that I managed to actually arrive on Thursday and bring the 20-something pizza boxes mm. to site. Mm. Mm. I got very lucky. Some excellent My moments in Blackstar, including the faff around uh, setting up Tent City. Yeah, I, heard, oh, I only me. heard about this. I'll post a so video. So were you in different gangs or something? Like so, different people working on different parts of the awning? Right, so to clarify, there were it started to rain, so we started to put up some awnings. Dave, otherwise known as former Senator Rizart Dancewalker, Took now private the, citizen. Pri- private, private citizen. citizen. <laughs> took the, the competent members of the group, uh, Reese, Lothie and the like, and set up a small awning that had all of its pegs and guy ropes. Job done. They then proceeded to bully us, us being myself, Keelan, Ben, and Kieran. So Keelan, yeah, Keelan, Kieran, and Ben, because they are separate people. I, I was There's a contractor been... for both teams. Just <laughs> yeah, we we had a pretty shit time because we had a big awning, double, triple yeah. the size of the uh, the other teams. We didn't have any I guy mean, ropes it for it. Good, the camp looked lovely. It felt empty, I think, because so many people were bunking in to um, share tents and things. It felt mm. really empty, but the awnings were nice. Yeah, it was it was just an absolute pain in the ass to set up because uh, we had to make our own poles for it slash nick them off other tents. And then cut our own guy ropes as well from paracord. Really? Yeah, but we we got it working in the end. It was the most like orc daca jet setup I've ever seen in my life. But it, it was worked. So nice. It worked. It, it was, was very really... useful having yeah. that much like space that was out of the rain and the wind was really really good. Yeah, it just got used Very as a cozy. firewood store. We had an extra fire going as well to keep us warm. We had two. Yeah, luxury. Yeah. I mean, imagine that properly set up without like the big bursts of rain that kind of took it well, down basically uh, that would be the great is, next few events it was set up in the rain and and you know there's only so much you can do with uh, the amount of uh, water falling down and uh, brain cells and brain cells oh look at that oh that was a good pouring sound well, honestly, that was Thursday. I actually think we, we everyone was fairly sensible on Thursday, and I had I had a good night's sleep. It was a bit chilly, a bit chilly. But apart from that, like I did, I didn't overdrink, which uh, oh, it is, was is cold. Yeah. No, everyone went to bed quite early in the end, and I think <laughs> yeah. one that was the cold, <laughs> but also that was the right thing because I think I I can't think of anyone who the next day was like, oh, I really regret. Everyone made it to brunch, which normally isn't the case. Well, but also, yeah, more than usual, because we, norm- we actually had more than usual at Thursday as you well, guys right? Left me. Yeah, pop and Chris, sorry. Right, uh, you said you were coming afterwards in your car with other people. Yeah, I did. I just didn't know where we were going. And no one texted us for like an hour. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not mentioning McDonald's. it on the podcast. We'd all mentioned it so many times. If it gets yeah, too popular. It's uh, a secret. No, it's the, a secret, secret, the secret bunch place secret. must remain, so. Yeah. So secret that not even Chris knows where it is. <laughs> I know where it is now. Ben sent me a cryptic yeah. text, but uh, I've worked it out. But yeah, not in time to actually join you. Instead, we just went to Tesco, looking a bit weird as we went and bought loads of assorted Classic, vegetables. Yeah. Love it. 
it was quite busy course. actually so i think by the time you guys had left site it would have been you wouldn't yeah. have got a seat unfortunately anyway but we'll plan it maybe we'll actually book ahead of time next time maybe we, i can hope yeah we can but hope it is nice um, though having the thursday night getting up having a brunch in a proper little cafe <laughs> eating Black's some got... real food Frank's girls become gentrified is actually what's happened. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two awnings, it's two good fires. though. I had the full full English breakfast. So I was like, I know I'm going to be roughly set up until the evening time. Mm. I don't get that hungry at LARP anyway. Um, so it was it was ideal. It's always really nice. And then get back sort of, you know, after, early afternoon time, time to go to God. Mm. Sort that well, out. You, you say time to go to God. I walked to God three times on Friday to Oof. get my player pack, then my Chaos Fruit, and then Plot. Mm. Um, which, for any citizens that didn't know, a lot of us went to Brokeliand, and some of us chose to go to the Heart, which is wild. But uh, we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. No, that's that is that's Find out in play, because that's yes. wild. Um, it is. I mean, it's specifically said on the plot, like, please, you know, you're one of a few people that know this, like, and you probably want to kind of keep it that way at least and not just chat it around the field but interesting what we did get up to on friday pre-timing other than going to god it did mess over a little bit a little bit of the plans originally but we got a little bit of a training session in we did an actual not even just a let's fiddle with our swords and uh, i could have phrased that a little bit better um <laughs> you know in individual uh individual fe- i can't i can't get my mind out the gutter now individual uh <laughs> fencing is typically practicing. how training would go for for most other groups from what i've seen but no we had the uh glorious thorn blythe formerly known as tiki leading us through a somewhat professional warm-up routine so um myself and uh, that's henry uh is his actual low name but everyone calls him tiki still rest in peace um yeah yeah, we've been chatting about it for like the last month or so uh basically coming up with some ideas uh some some basically uh battle tactic overhauls and he is a professional um uh, fencing fencing coach yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, i think he's saber is it olympic team i don't know yeah uk olympics super high level Either way, he and knows what he's doing. Full on. Soul, not to understate your commitment to it, is probably one of the best sort of naturally talented LARP fighters that we've come across. What, me? Nah, yeah, I just you. played my swords about. It's fine. I know, but you, you do it very well, though. The sewing machine of the Apathy, the sewing, I believe, is your name. Exactly, the sewing st- machine of the Apathy. I still don't know what a sewing machine is, but I'm... <laughs> just I'm <not> really <laughs> <Yeah>. quickly. <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, so we it was a full-on training plan. We had to cut it short to half of it, because it's normally going to be two hours. But an hour was still good enough. Um, yeah, when I came over, it looked really good. I really liked, I don't know if this is what was actually happening, but from the brief glance I got, it looked like you had like groups of three, where everyone was kind of using the same weapon. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. That was really cool. I was thinking what an amazing idea that was, to actually practice with people with your same kind of weapon. Against people with the same kind of weapon, I assume you did much more than that, of course. But yeah, uh, we did a lot of really things. Good. There was a lot of tactics. Uh, we'd kind of overhauled our entire unit to be mm. moving as two separate units rather than just the one. Mm. Um, not yeah, going to get getting chunky again. 
Blackstar's actually upping the numbers again, which is nice because we get got down towards you know the ten, which was a bit worrying for a while. I said uh, some people over your way as well. I think they enjoyed looking and uh, joining in. Yeah, really but yeah, two, two words: right star and talon. Oh, and uh, yeah. anyone coming up against Blackscar, if this gets nailed down, you should be feared. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm excited to see what you do. We've got lots of really cool, really motivated people. And now with motivation of everyone wanting to do stuff, everyone's kind of committed for another year. You've got people like Riz, David, who's now no longer senator, so he can Absolutely. really commit. Private citizen, result dance walker, uh, victim, as he likes to say. <laughs> Not sure why yet. Sure, we'll find out eventually. Is he um, a reader of the Oath Right? I think so. He might be. He should be. Know. It's one of the finest publications in Anvil. When it's not lying about Black Scar, yeah. The Black Scars, plural. The Black Scars different group. group. Different group entirely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, God, that was that was that was a whole deal. That was a good deal. Um, yeah. I, I think it's it's really positive. We've got also a lot of people who are there to really commit to the role play and the game and like being in battle and getting better um, and not like we've got a really good group of people who really want to do that and not just sit around and drink, which yep. is a totally valid way to play the game. But when you're trying to be an efficient combat unit, doesn't lead to very good group cohesion and training. Yeah. But everyone now seems really on board. I mean, I we're, say that not really knowing quite a lot of the people who are on board. But it's a not, nice feeling. We're not at the level of like, yes, sir, no, sir, full on drill sergeant. That's not what it's sir. about. But it's yeah. it, it's mainly just that's accountability not, and practice. Yeah, that's not what Navarre would be about. It's also not what Black Scar's about. But in terms of the training, you know with Henry doing that and you guys organizing it, mm -hmm. knowing about the group as well and what we want and having experience on the field in skirmishes and in, you know, major conjunctions, both having role play for a long time. It's really nice. And also you, you guys know the personalities in the group really well. So I think that helped to really allow you guys to make a plan that worked around what you kind of could expect people to agree to exactly. and what pe people might say, eh, not really interested in this. And so hey, it really look. was easy to, make it work someone's a bit more uh freed up to come and join us next time so yeah, uh, look at that. Hey. suddenly i returned to black scar which is definitely not something that everyone in black scar has been teasing me about since i took to battlefield command never, never. not at all <laughs> um, i'm excited about that yeah. Chris, all I recall then was a mad scramble to get all of our armor on for a fairly early-ish skirmish on the uh, Friday evening. That's kind of what was happening. That was it. Was then a mad scramble for timing. Yeah, our training. We all got kitted up. Uh, you know, ninety percent, ninety-five percent of the way there. I think most of us just put our war paint on between five and six, got ready, and then it was the seven p.m. skirmish. And just to tack on from that training, it feels like. I mean, hell, I mentioned a bloody hand at the start of this, like I always do. Black Scar for the last couple of years has been smaller than it was back in the day. And as a result, <laughs> it's felt like a less cohesive unit and it's achieved less. The people in it have achieved lots yeah. individually. But as a unit, it has it very much receded. Not so this event. Something clicked. The training, I think the training nailed it. It was the, the catalyst where suddenly the unit clicked. 
everyone but... started working really well together the cohesion mm-hmm, was really mm-hmm, solid yeah and we demonstrated that incredibly well on the 7 p.m skirmish i don't even before, remember who we were fighting because they, they fucking before died. we get to that 7 p.m uh matty was there yes. anything you actually got up to at timing I mean, no, all I was going to say is I had a really great chat with, um, sorry, that's the carver. I just needed to like <laughs> a little bit <laughs> quietly off, off microphone. Um, no, I had a great chat with people at time in, um, had a great time frothing about the news from the heart. Well, it's not news. So specifically the, the information that we received was a written up version of our experience. So it wasn't a briefing like we sometimes mm-hmm. get. Um, but frothing about that with Owen, who plays Brenos, um, and then checking in with planning what we were going to do armies-wise. It, it was... I unfortunately missed the training. I was intending to be there. We'd talked about this before, but I missed it because I was having to do... Not having to do, but rather enjoying talking about what we were going to do armies-wise and muster-wise. So quick very brief aside muster is the friday night meeting where the generals decide which of the main battles we're going to take on saturday and sunday so we're talking about those um got up to speak in standing which you know i was gonna say feels better every time i do it felt better every time i did it and felt great that time um because people really cited you oh new kit i got my new coat Everyone oh, who saw that coat, it's not a new coat, as Chris can attest. We went charity shopping about three years ago. Yeah. I Twickenham honestly High think Street it was about three. Represent. It was before COVID. We went charity shopping and found that coat. And I haven't really had much of a use for it. I have used it, but only after dark previously. And I've used my cloak other times. This time I just started using it. Everyone loved the coat. So it's I'm going to have to find coat. a way to recycle that. It's a great coat. It's got pockets. It fits me perfectly. It's beautifully on brand for Navarre. Did you did it's you wear warm. it to battle oh, on Sunday? I didn't. So there you go. All good. The coat all is still in good. camp for insert new character here to no, be looks, gifted the coat. <laughs> looks like Farron's got a lovely new coat next event. That's what I <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> you should start wearing a yeah. bandana from Ban. Larkin's coat. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. you could have oh, your two so swords, Ban and Larkin. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that would be cool. I, oh, we, soul, we could do some so halloween. Cool. We could do some halloween. Yeah. I, I would do um, one to yeah. one to wisdom, one to ambition, just for the irony. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Oh, well, all I was going to say was that really. Um... Yeah. So the one other thing that we were up to and kind of a catalyst for the training. We've already used that word, but it's what we were using the entire time. Is uh, Black Scar got a, a merc banner? Oh, the previous God. event. Yes. So that's kind of actually what kicked it all off. And the, the first chance not to really use the Merc banner, but to use what it what it kind of implied was this 7 p.m. skirmish, which yeah. we were requested by uh, the Imperial Spymaster, uh, Bernard Dugdale, friend of Black Scar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a spouse to one of Black Scar, much yeah. as he may quietly deny it. For now, uh, no, he, that he, marriage. he he loves it now. He's he's okay. well in. Uh, I I, did, I I caught Bernie a couple of times. He's he's lovely, uh, but he was actually um a little shorter than normal. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He was indeed a little shorter than normal running this. Um, as essentially just to kind of catch anyone up. Um, unfortunately, 
uh, Johnny, who plays uh, Bernard Whitecap, uh, had some OC issues, didn't want to go on a skirmish. Totally cool. Been through some, some medical stuff recently. Um, and so his OC partner played was guising as Whitecap, which was incredible. Oh. Immediately goes for <laughs> uh, interacting with uh, the spouse in question, Neve, uh, our lovely Bramma. Um <sighs> Telling her, yeah, telling her that she that uh, Bernie loves her and all of that, and it was, it was amazing, incredible. Oh, I love it. I had no I idea. It. Oh, that's incredible. That's, Excellent yeah. shenanigans. Prop, props to I can't remember their Full name. Props. They were lovely. Yeah. Um, props to Johnny's and, partner. And Johnny was hanging around as a some kind of uh, grey pilgrim at that time as well. Oh, that's why I heard that he was a grey pilgrim. Yes. Yeah. Because so I was just... like, "What is this a prank? I'm not sure what's happening." But no, now so he... I, I get it. Yeah, he, he was in charge of it running it sense. due to OC medical reasons, not actually going yeah. on the skirmish. But yeah, uh, the but he did. But his character did go on the skirmish. The character did, and yeah, uh, I do the... like that. That's an available option. The that, guy's that's a character really good use of that did a very good job. There was a lot of people on this skirmish. It was like seventy people, I think. Um, of which 22 of us were Black Scar. Indeed. Wow. Full, fully kitted up, first skirmish of the year, just after our training, a bit warmed yeah. up. Anna, do you, remember the, do you remember the briefing, Chris? I actually don't. The lot of the weekend's right. still a blur. I've got my post-LARP malaise, so I can't remember what happened. So, um, I just remember we were just hired really. to go on this skirmish. The skirmish was uh, Druzy Druzland, uh, go kill... I think it, they're called Gulai. They are like some yeah. kind of... Now I remember. Oh, yeah. The, they're the Druze, Um, They are the sort of magey types that cause all of the venom miasma problems. Yeah, they're like expert herbalists the and potion territories. poison makers. Yeah, so if like you can the get them, cadre. like they are the like crucial part of the Druze armies, essentially. So really big normally Black Scar are requested as shock troops, in this case, possibly to go and you know, do the murdering. However, <laughs> we were not actually hired for that. We were just hired thanks. as as Sorry. as troops uh, to just deal with the rest of the Druze, uh, while a secondary mercenary company from the League, Crimson Reapers, uh, oh, yeah. had a mass weakness that they were going to put on the Ritualists to basically deal with them. So the whole point was get them up to them and yeah. the rest of them kind of deal with the, the rest of the Druze. Is that what happened? No. <laughs> Not at all. No. What did well, happen, Chris, from your memory? So, I believe Black Scar are the first on the field. Yeah. We form up we with a, the Crimson Reapers and also a Dornish contingent. There's a small Dornish contingent, a small High Guard contingent. I've noticed from photos on the Facebook. Didn't know they were there, but they were. <laughs> Honestly, it was quite a mix. Yeah, it was a decent, decent chunk, and we uh we advance up. That's yeah, I remember this. So uh, we put our training to action. Uh, we we talked about anchors. So ideally, you know, your flank is anchored by, let's say, some bracken or a tree, something that means you don't get flanked as easily. So oh, we God. set up in a lovely little line. Would that everyone else held the line. Some of the Jews started to pour around. So we thought, well, they're dealing with the rest of the uh, Imperials. Let's just storm forwards. And so we did. Step, step, step. We battered the living fuck out of these Druze. 
it was like watching a bowling ball go through Skittles again and again <laughs> and again. It was quite literally rip and tear all the way up until the actual um, the Gulai and their. Um, I think we hadn't even surrounded. got there yet. It was like we that got us into the centre, and we we hadn't found these ritualists yet. Oh, and I remember vividly, <laughs> Big Boss Lothy just yelled, "Well, there they are. There's the objective. Uh, don't see any leagues around, right? Let's do this, Black Scar. Follow me." Yep. <laughs> like, we didn't slow down once. I don't think we even got no. to a walking pace. We just battered these Druze aside as they threw themselves in front of us, trying to sandbag away the um. The ritualists, but they just couldn't do it. And even the, I believe it was Surut had sent some heralds. It was one herald from Surut, yeah. Yeah, but there's some ashen knights in like your know, stark yeah. black armor, great big claymores, Ooh. and they just got stabbed to death. <laughs> well, even, even better than that, uh, we had one of the uh, one of the Romers, um, who are part of Black Scar, mm-hmm. uh, Shatter Mage. Just shattered the great sword, and I literally watched the uh, the the the, the Surat knight. The eyes just drop, and just the sadness fell in as everyone just piled in on them. <laughs> Sad puppy. Shatter is such a good spell. Yeah. Just saying now, shatter is an amazing spell. Can't hurt me if you haven't got a weapon. But yeah, we cleared cleared them up. That was the objective. So Solid job. Turn around, people are panicking because oh we've been we've been cut off and as we look behind us, the the rest of them that we kinda of left behind we hadn't left them behind. They were they were handling themselves. They had like not. a three to two ratio. They had a numbers yeah. advantage. And the just, dawn were on the floor. The dawn is and... just slitted all over the floor. <laughs> and uh we, we had like eight orcs, including huge Annie Connell orc, uh in between us, who was going Right, lads, we got them now. Push, push, push. And everyone else here was panicking, going, oh, no, they're pushing us. And I was just like, we're outnumbering them still on this side. So um, we just waited, waited for them to push up. I was literally yelling to all of, like, the, the Dornish and whoever else was up behind because they literally could smash their behind and just finish them. Yeah. But they just weren't fucking moving. And anyway, they finally get there after quite a few expletives from me. Uh we pile, pile through them, heal everyone up. I use all of my, like, stay with me's. I've got a couple of potions. I had some Ossian solutions. Just handling them out. Let's get everyone up. Let's go. Ossian um, solution is cool. also OP, as before, I discovered. Before we leave the um, the actual ritual site... Sorry, that's what I was doing. You were looting. <laughs> I was helping getting Imperial <laughs> citizens up. The rest of Blackscar were looting, which is perfectly valid, because Very prosperity comes something. back... There Prosperity was comes back round, but yeah. Incredibly, I saw at one point needed, uh, you know, clearly not you know, hit this uh, this this uh, monster hard, but it looked like the monster had been hit so hard in the belly that all of the the herbs on him had just sprayed out across the floor. <laughs> so I came around this corner. It looks like some kind of zombie film where Neve is just shoveling what appears to be his intestines into her into her mouth, but it's actually her just picking up loads and loads of herbs. And these ritualists oh were absolutely God. stacked. The one I got to had 10 mana crystals on and a uh, wow. oil of blackthorn. <gasps> wow. And there was God. maybe 10 of them, 9 or 10. And yeah, the it was rich pickings for us, whilst real citizens like Farron Shattersong nobly held the line. 
that's good though. Up. I suppose they kind of half don't expect people to leak, so it just doesn't happen that often. Skirmishes are the place to do it because you actually yeah. you either you've either nailed you it and time. you have the time to loot it, or you've fucked it and you don't. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking actually the difference between skirmishes and main up like major conjunctions is also there you're much less likely to get a uh, respawn of anything. Yeah. When and let's face it, respawns is when we get most fucked over in major conjunctions, is when you suddenly have a new unit of orcs and you're like, oh I just dealt with these. Mm -hmm. It's that Mr. Incredible meme of like, I just cleaned up this mess. Can we just let it be clean for, for like five minutes? Five minutes, <laughs> please. I don't want to deal with this again. Yeah. Anyway, complete success. Good. Thanks to Black Scar. We're we're, al we're allowed to be proud of that one. I heard. Uh, I will say, I heard really good things later on in the tent because one of the Crimson Reapers. I don't. I believe he was on the skirmish as well. John de Sarvos no. um, is yes, general of the Wolves of War, one of the Leaguish armies, and. I, not only because Black Scar kind of got brought up, but also to do with the field marshalling thing later, um, Black Scar a few times were mentioned specifically by him as, oh, I fought alongside them today, and they were fantastic. And I was sitting there in the military <laughs> council tent going, yeah, they are. Yeah, well, they are. That's my that, guys. They're amazing. That wasn't the only bit of leagueish feedback we got. As, uh, as some of us left the uh, well, back through the Sentinel Gate, we got booed. Don't know yeah, why, what never that followed was about. up on that. One of the leagueish crossbowmen was booing me, and I was like, "Need if if yeah, if I was bad, you need to find out." If I was bad, I would have started an immediate him. fight. But Lindia was just hurt more than anything. I think right. it's because we'll I want to believe that. it's because we showed them up too well. Because that was literally Wait, what they was were. Was it one of the people who'd been on the fight with you? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it a Crimson Reaper? Yeah, it was one of them. <gasps> yeah. All right. Well, you best have a chat with John. We feel like it was because they'd, uh, you know, they that was what they were hired to do, is and we did it. Yeah. So you really think they were helped. probably sitting behind on their secondary objective, going, "Oh, Black Scar just run off and abandoned us." Yeah. Know? Which does happen. Like, okay, look, fucking plans change. That's how it well, works past the gate. I don't know. They weren't anywhere near. Be the better. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Get Be good. better. Get be flexible, stuff. adapt, and that's how you win skirmishes. I spoke to a uh, grey pilgrim, and uh, he was very happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so was uh, Bernie Whitecap as well. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's the uh, the marcher formerly known as Whitecap, but Bernard Dugdale, Bernie. He's got too many he's, names. He's got a hand. blue cap now, so you know. I've I've spoken to him in all of his iterations. He is. We all know who he is. Duggars, <laughs> spymaster. I've I've once heard he Neve's was the husband. Uh, Empire's protagonist. Mm. <laughs> oh, don't bring that back. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I remember being so confused by that when I first heard about it because it was so early in my Empire experience. I was like, "What?" It's like, yeah, I'm the Empire's so protagonist, happening. and he'd say it so matter-of-factly that oh, you had no alternative but to take it as fact. I yeah. have shout out to Johnny. Um, as just an amazing role player, a really good part of the Empire, who really knows his stuff, he really plays his game mm -hmm. uh, and, and he makes it work, he really does, we all appreciate you, um, especially when you let us um, force you into a, a repel wedding yep. with Neve. <laughs> yep.
It was incredible. Just um, five minutes before timeout. Amazing. So there's one more thing for me to cover post this skirmish. And that is, I left my water bottle down by the gate because the popper fell off. So I ran back to go and get it, and I got my water bottle. And then I kept on walking, got all the way to the Navari gates, and then went, Tadpole, where are my swords? <gasps> oh, that's when you lost them. <laughs> that is, it is so early into the game oh, that I no. lost my swords. I am an ambidextrous fighter, therefore I have two of them. And at that point, I had neither. Uh, oh, I had yeah. my dagger on my belt, so I was still armed and still very confident. I However, mean, also they're important swords. I they believe. are fairly important swords, yeah. Uh, which I'm just going to leave that as that little yeah. seed, because I went back to the gate and they weren't there. So who knows where they could be? We'll get back to that later, citizens. Yes, yeah. it was quite funny. It was also <laughs> quite a cursed weekend for losing things. I think I lost oh a sword of weapons check, but I only found on Sunday afternoon. Um, you lost a what? A sword. My sword. Oh. Well, I left my other. I left one of these swords at weapons check as well. Uh, <laughs> I got got it back before then, uh, losing them again. Yeah, it was one of those weekends. Uh, Someone lost a ribbon. An entire ribbon I had to I... sort out a god. So yeah, maybe it was cursed. Because that was the I skirmish too. after Same... you or the one... Same swords, lost team? lost the ribbon, but got it mm -hmm. back. It, yeah, it was a bad weekend. Bad weekend. Mm. Mm. Remind us, citizens, that the rules on stealing things are you have to actually put them to the god tent in half an hour now, not just an hour, which I thought it was previously. Uh, yeah, always been half an hour. I... I wish I mine. I oh, wish so mine had been stolen. Honestly, uh, that would have been even better. <laughs> More that would have been easier. Yeah. Yeah. Any any fizz wraps have to go back. I believe ribbons and things like that can be kept, but fizz wraps after. Oh yeah, yeah. You put the ribbon on your keep. sword. That's fine. But uh, yeah, stealing someone's lovely light armory and swords is is a different move. It's not very cash money of you. Yeah, not very cash money indeed. Speaking of cash yeah. and money, mercenary banner. What did we do after the uh, after the skirmish, Sol? Um, we I was late to, but you went and got the actual mercenary banner. We're gone for long. Indeedy, we have a physical banner, finally on poles that we can lift, and we march down to the military council tent to. Uh, Declare ourselves as the Black Scar Mercenary Company. Uh, a little bit late compared to when mercenary companies are usually declared. Uh, we found a buyer for our services. The noble General Brenos. Uh, is it Brackenson? Yeah, Brackenson. Yeah. For the mighty price of one ring and a chaos fruit. <laughs> More on the chaos fruit a little bit later. But yeah, <laughs> very uh, a very prosperous price for such a fine group of mercenaries from the Well I'm looking I'm looking at the list of things to talk about and Chaos Fruit might be right on the that might be the perfect segue for Chaos Fruit. I think it what is. Because... Is a Chaos is. Fruit. Yeah. So we um finished the tent, get back, and as I uh, mentioned on Friday, after I was banned from the secret breakfast club, uh <laughs> I went to Tesco and bought individual vegetables and fruit. Now during downtime, some heroes Went to Brakelian to see the heart of the Valorn, 
something we haven't seen in over a generation. Others uh, way longer than that, <laughs> just to preface. It's been about a thousand or more years since anyone's seen the heart of the lawn. Sorry, over, just, just over don't a generation. This. <laughs> over a generation <laughs> ago. Yeah, okay, at you're least. Not wrong. <laughs> it's like at least six, okay? At least six days. Now <laughs> it's been at least six days since someone saw over Lone Heart. Indeedy. <laughs> Some other people took the prosperous route and went to a weirwood grove and collected themselves a wane of weirwood, a very valuable boss resource. Some people yours truly included. Decided picking, the chaos. picking up <laughs> magical jelly beans was the smart thing to do in the middle of the lawn miasma. So, so chaos fruit are just fruit that have grown in the lawn. They are not lawn themselves. They're not actually dangerous. Direct. Mm, okay, that's a lie. <laughs> um, they're not that dangerous because they're Vallon. They're dangerous because they're chaos fruit. Subtle. And they are actually difference. called by PD called chaos fruit. Yeah, like, that's what they were known as this is the technical name absolutely yeah so every single person who went to Prokeliand got one however people who specifically decided to ignore prosperity or something that we would never see potentially again in our was lifetimes the... was to pick up magic okay. beans and i, I was a magic a bean picker choice. yeah so i had six chaos fruit instead of one in my uh in my pack and thus with my freshly brought well Freshly bought broccoli, potatoes, kiwis, oranges, bananas, and two thick aubergines. I set upon the field to start trading these things. And basically, PD have uh, given us an opportunity where if you collect five of them, you can diversify your forest uh, to produce a little less, let's say, dragon bone, but produce one chaos fruit per event. So that's what my aim was, and it rapidly spiralled out of control. Because you see, <laughs> dear citizens, as a, uh, maybe not a criminal this time round, as Lindir, Lindir's fizz rep of Chris Anson is a, <laughs> is, is like a magpie Fully when it comes to mischief. genuinely addicted to that. Like, <laughs> there's a light in your eyes that comes up that I think is probably comparable to uh, heroin addicts seeing some heroin. Yeah, like it's it's actually genuinely something I don't think you are in control of. Absolutely not. So anyway, I think well, on one hand, I have a lot of these fruits, and I only need five. I want to offload the sixth, and I also want to make some money. So what we start to do, me and my dear trading friends of Damon, Jockle, and Torna, we go out and we start to spread rumours about the perceived and real values of these different chaos fruits. We start to say that they're quite rare, which is you know, is kind of true. We start to talk about, uh, we start to, what we think is a lie, we start to make up uh, a, a scarcity problem, so some types are rarer than others. And as we go around laying the seeds, excuse the pun, of our scheme, uh, we decide to come back to camp about half an hour later to get the actual fizz reps, the, the broccoli I've talked about. And at this point, Lothie sits up and goes, oh, Linda, Linda. Have you heard that Chaos Fruit are like a throne each? I heard it at the pub. And what we realised is that any rumour you start at Anvil spreads like absolute wildfire. So within 30 minutes, the entire field had heard about this Chaos Fruit seller, Lindir Thornhart, and the price of his wares, and also the perceived value of them, 
was also matched by a um a rarity problem now what didn't help us is that there actually was a rarity problem as we worked out and as we worked with other citizens across the weekend to work out exactly how many different types there were there definitely were some rarer ones and they all had different almost random effects so by peddling these outright lies we'd actually stumbled upon the truth and what happened is a dangerous cycle of these chaos fruit becoming more and more rare as people started to either eat them or stash them and also the pricing going up as well because people thought they were a throne so they would be two thrones people would not really sell their chaos fruit because they needed them for the opportunity so it actually just exacerbated the supply problem and it went round and round and round in circles now there's also we're just eating theirs uh like we peer pressured i see peer pressure it's allowed um tadpole into eating his in the line for the skirmish we just talked about so we'd already had a little bit of a uh, an understanding of what these things could do fortunately they for are... tadpole chaos is the right word yeah they are very chaotic fortunately for tadpole it was a very good one uh, and actually helped him on the battle but restored all his hits or something at will or and and dealt with all of the venoms like if he if he managed to get healed in future uh it would also get rid of venom without any extra healing which was really cool nice um so that happened but you were peddling it as it blinded him right yeah so <laughs> on top of peddling outright lies we started uh let's say making up exacerbated reports of some of the um some of the effects by doing to do this we decided to have a loud conversation as we walked past groups of people and would loudly exclaim gosh jockle i can't believe that chaos fruit made tadpole blind <laughs> and then walk off around I the corner heard these rumors on the other side of the field yep and only some of them like most of them i realized okay it's probably you guys and that was the price of things but the blind thing i had genuinely heard alongside things that i knew were true because i heard them from other sources so i thought that there genuinely was a chaos fruit that made you blind only to find out it was you guys of course yep of course it was of course it was but if enough people <laughs> say something it His becomes was El true Bandito. of, <laughs> of course, course it was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we uh we go around spending some rumors doing the, the, the let's call it the legwork the foundation work pick up our bag and we start to go selling so we uh we try and avoid Navarre because people know us and also Navarre have them, right? We're trying to sell a rare item here, so let's not sell them to the people who already own them. So we go around uh to the top of the field by Urizen. They are not interested. We then try High Guard, who actively accuse us of being heretics. Nice. Not great. We then pop to the hospital and they say, Oh, no 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 no, none of that here, please. Please take them to the Apothecary's Guild right away. They're doing some tests on them at the moment to codify what they do. And this gave us a brainwave. Up until now, we've just been trying to sell Chaos Fruit because they might make you blind. No one's going to buy that. Instead, what we decided to do was turn this into a game. So instead of doing <laughs> a responsible thing and heading for the, uh, the Apothecary's Guild, we decided to go around the corner to the Brass Coast. Now, the Brass Coast love a prosperous activity, and they also love a bit of a game. So, instead of just selling fruit 
directly to them, we decided to run a lucky dip. Where instead of, for usually, you know, these things absolutely do cost a throne each, for four crowns, you can have one at random out of the bag. However, you must eat it in front of us so we can codify what they do. And the idea here is it's a wise and ambitious scheme to understand what the Chaos Fruit do whilst also engaging in prosperity. Now, no one can argue with that. So as we talk to the Freeborn, there Egregore, a plucky, uh, plucky lad, decides to have one. Hands across four crowns. Picks the fruit at random as we gather in a, a threatening horseshoe, yelling, pick the fruit, pick the fruit. They pull out the dark, scary aubergine, followed by eat the fruit, eat the fruit. They take one bite. We hand them a random lammy. They rip it open, read for about a minute, laugh out loud and start to gag. We're all sat there, kneeling, staring intently at this egregore, thinking, oh, gosh, it must taste foul. Can you tell us what the effects are? You know, what's, you know, what's happening? How do you feel? Said egregore drops to the floor, at which point we realise things are not okay <laughs> and scream for Torna to run to the hospital. We need a physic right away. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we pick up the egregore, <laughs> drag them to the, to the uh, hospital, where they immediately go into surgery because this fruit has decided to not die after being eaten, but come alive and wrap itself around the egregore's lungs and stomach and start to strangle the life from them. Mechanically, <laughs> this means they're on zero hits and they were dying. And what we had done for the last minute, minute and a half is watch a character's bleed counter tick away. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, didn't realise. <laughs> unbeknownst to us, we're all like, wow, that must really taste awful. Do you want some water? And they're sat there going... <laughs> And we're just going, I mean, oh, yes. Ooh. Props to the role player for committing to that and not saying anything at all. Yep. Oh, yeah. The whole way through. Because have... you read you read it in, in the Lamy, you read what the mechanical effects are. So that's awesome. Yep. We do not have a good relationship with Brass Coast Egregores, do we? No, apparently they are. They uh, die often, and this could have been <laughs> enough of those cases. <laughs> Luckily, not in character. <laughs> to, in to clarify, character. the last one was not in character. That was a monstering issue. But a, yeah, uh, there's been a couple of monstering issues. We're not getting into them. It's all right. Brasco's agricoles. Yeah, poor guys. Yeah, but yeah, this one survived. So, uh, did you get into trouble? Y yes? Question mark. So <laughs> it's not illegal to to accidents aren't illegal in the empire. We had no idea what it would do, and it just so happened to nearly kill him. Luckily, the physics in the hospital saved the Egregore's life, and now they just don't like us very much. <laughs> but honestly, the we were all gathered, like the hospital staff were shooing us out, like, get away, get away, give us some I space. I mean, that is the risk that you take, right? That's the risk that everyone in Navarre wanted to take when we saw the Chaos Fruits, and you did it in a legitimately, like, game game way that everyone on the field can't resist a good game like that like honestly yep props also the fact that you had a bag with like fruit and vegetables in it yeah i love we, that literally they reached into a bag and pulled out a fruit 
and then we handed them a random Lammy. You know when you like you shuffle cards, you turn them upside down and say pick a card? Yeah. We just did that. So it was entirely random. And knowing that most people who laugh are gamers and gamers like games, I feel like we nailed this particular uh this particular sales process. Indeed. Yeah. So anyway, uh Brass Coast in a little bit of trouble, yet to be resolved. We start to work our way down the line of tents, dealing more chaos fruits and luckily not killing any more egregores. Until we get to a rather mysterious Urazeni citizen just around the corner from the Brass Coast, who has been cursed by a pair of tulpas, who are the, I believe, physical manifestations of constellations in Urazeni hearth magic. So we had the lock and the key, who had met, cursed this geezer, because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and allowed him to acquire some rather rare potions now as the let's let's say it say it how it is as the low-key drug dealers we now are it is gambling <laughs> gambling drug dealers um we're they're like not illegal they're not illegal but like everything yet. we're doing feels yet. immoral <laughs> they haven't been made illegal illegal yet because they're only been on the field for like an hour yeah we've nearly killed somebody and i'm like these are dangerous let's keep doing this so um <laughs> The thing is, because we were selling them for four crowns, and sometimes people wanted to, because we we collected about twenty six in the end, because we bought we we used our first bunch, realised this was so much fun, started to buy them off Navarre for three crowns a piece. We'd sell them for four crowns or a throne if people wanted a specific one, and we started to make a fuck ton of money, like a genuine fuck ton. Um, yeah, because you started spreading the rumor of what they were worth. Yep. And you were the first people to do that, so you set the market. We did. It was a fantastic bit of market manipulation. You know, Wall Street would be proud. Um, it did bite us in the arse yeah. when we tried to buy more stock the next day. Because at that point, we said, we'll give you three crowns. People were like, no, they're worth a throne. These are worth several thrones. Yeah. yeah and we were like, shit, this is our fault. <laughs> this is exclusively <laughs> our fault. But uh, yeah. anyway, the, the Tulpa citizen gave us some potions from beyond the Empire. Some of them just say black ink. Others just say potion. They are not on the wiki. They could be anything. All we know that they is all we know is they've come from a herald, effectively, and they're bad for you. Full stop. The end. That's so, it. Yeah. yeah. We more, uh, we trade a few chaos. Citation fruit. needed. More research needed. Yeah. Nah. I'm not touching those. They're dangerous. <laughs> Something happened with them on Saturday, but I'll leave it for them. But yeah, basically we uh we, we trade <laughs> chaos fruit for these other potions, and now we've got ourselves into the really dark, murky world of like narcotics dealing, because these things are almost certainly not legal, or at least they shouldn't be. Again, they might have <laughs> only been on the field for an hour. So we think, right, let's just keep these to ourselves, and we move on to Dawn, where we meet the screaming Dornish, or Captain Parsnip, if you will, where <laughs> Captain Parsnip decides to eat a fruit. Pulls out the parsnip, and I'm like, oh, you know, okay, here's your, here's your lammy. And he goes, no, no, no. Chomps down on this raw parsnip, finishes it in four <laughs> bites. And we're like, Bought oh, that God. that morning from Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a friend. I mean, all the fruit was safe to eat, but uh, I was like, damn, hardcore. I can't wait to uh, see what I happens. like the irony that the majority of the things in your bag of swag were vegetables, not fruit. And I just, there's just something about that that really appealed to me in a really chaos <laughs> way. <laughs> 
I think there's like an apple, a key. The chaos of being like, I'm going to pull a fruit out of that. It's an aubergine. <laughs> it's a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parsnip. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, we've all heard about like tomatoes, peach. but. <laughs> That's the thing is we wanted like yeah. chunky things so it's easy to lift out and also, you know, like 18 pence. Better in the bag as well. Like that would last. You can't really put like a bunch of peaches in. Also, I don't, had you, you hadn't seen the lammies by the point that you bought the things. So we hadn't seen that there were peaches no. and kiwis and yeah, stuff like just, that. Just random veg. <laughs> yeah. Because they said. Well, it looks like an machine, but it tastes and looks like a peach. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how chaotic. <laughs> Imperceptible yes. fuzz because there is no fuzz. But, um. The ultra meta level of chaos. Introduced. Yeah. And um, so Captain Captain Parsnip partakes of the parsnip and goes, "Oh, oh, we need to do something." And I'm like, "What do you mean? How do you feel? We need to go." And at this point, we go, "All right, then lead the way." We hand him our torch. These like I think they're all over the field, but these like LED torches that have like a little um, solar panel on top, and they flicker. And they're just wonderful. They're fantastic. They were really good. I need to get one of those. Yeah, so I have one on a pole. So Captain Parsnip took the pole and started to walk. So we, we followed, me and myself, my, uh, my gang and I, my goons at this point. And then Captain Parsnip starts to, starts to jog. We jog. He starts to run. We start to run. He, <coughs> he manages to accelerate uphill, you know, from dawn up towards... The traders' tent, past the military tent, uh, military council tent. Yeah. He starts to accelerate, and then at the point he gets to the uh, the market row, my God, he just bursts off into the darkness. The only thing we can see is this bobbing <laughs> little um, this little LED light. Now, luckily, thanks to some uh, virtuous citizens like Sol, who'd been helping me run, I was able to loosely keep up with this fellow, but it was not easy. And we end up having a, I don't know, 1.5, two kilometer foot chase around Anvil. The whole time I'm screaming, come back, fruity boy, it's not safe. <laughs> and this includes all the way up the hill and past the songs and story time circle. All the time he's going, woo, yeah, woo, woo, yeah. As he, uh, sorry, listeners, I should have done an audio warning oh, there, but uh, so, so shrieking. I missed this. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to rip off his shirt at one point. He was just loving it. And it was clearly, like, you know, surprised, like, the foot chase is lasting this long. And so was I. So I was, like, I was, uh, you know, breathing out my ass at this point. But, yeah, running past Song to Story going, come back, fruity oh, boy, God. it's not safe. Give us back the fruit was a, was a personal highlight. <laughs> Luckily, we found him collapsed by the market, <laughs> just staring at the sky. He was sorry, like, sorry. "I feel incredible. I feel incredible, bruh." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, what did you give him? Did you have... ever find that effect again? No. So we asked him to oh explain God, it, and he was amazing. like, "I don't think I can do that anymore." So I had the lamy in my hand, and I just chucked it in the fire, and uh, we will never know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> And that's good game. That is, yeah. We don't know what that one did, but we're afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear among all of the experimentation that happened from your side, but also from vines and whatnot, that not only did the fruit very subtly differ, there were some that were very similar but slightly different, um, which had vastly different effects, but also within the same exact Lamy description, you could have different effects which made things yep. extra chaotic. spicy. 
Yep. Yeah, really. I mean, as soon as we heard that, we went, what? Oh, they are called Chaos Roots. Mm. Uh, and uh, it seemed really obvious in hindsight. But yeah, that was that was fun because I remember hearing about some really useful ones, like some that had the same effect as the sub specific and would just heal all the everything. Yes, upping magic lore, all those kind of amazing things. The problem being, you could never guarantee that you were giving someone the right one. Nope. So, as useful as some of them were, the ultimate PD chaos play was to make them not consistent. Like, that is just such a good move because it was really like, oh, that's amazing. I heard that this one makes you feel super like revitalized and really magical. Great. Next person to have one falls down dead. Yeah. Completely different. Talk to I mean, Egregor about that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh, I was chatting to someone after the event and she said that. The Brass uh, Ghost Egregore had A, spread across the field, but B, wasn't that they'd gone to zero hits. It was that they had just died. So everyone was terrified of strawberries. So every time I said, oh, it's a strawberry, people were like, no, no, that's going to kill me. And we're like, oh, no, no, oh no, no. Gosh. We were Wait, there. The did you find out fine. what happened with the Brass Ghost Egregore? Did they, were they okay? Did they get back up? Yeah, we literally watched it happen. We watched the surgery oh, okay. and got some post... Right. Uh, uh, post... So you heard that they died, as in the rumour was that they died outright. Yeah, yeah. Okay. lies and slander, untrue. <laughs> of course it is. Anvil rumours. Yeah. Gotta love anvil rumours. Absolutely. Drop down dying, not drop down dead. Precisely. Yeah. But you know what, we're not going to correct people. I but that's the beautiful thing of, yeah, exactly, that's kind of the beautiful thing of like role-playing discussions versus like mechanics discussions, because if you're having a, an IOC mechanics discussion, you say, oh, well, they dropped to zero hits, and you know that that means they're on their bleed count. But I see there's not really that much like fundamental difference between is bleeding out and is dead, right? There's not a huge lot of difference. It's, it's just minutes. someone was suddenly dying. Yep. That's it. Yeah, there's a difference in three minutes. But if you see someone drop, you're like, well, they're like they're they're on their last legs. You need to save them now, kind of thing. Oh yeah, and instead we 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 stood there, hands on hips, taking notes. Like, honestly, <laughs> we, we had our heads in our hands as we realised what happened. We were like, "Torn to get a medic right away," and we sat there as all the freeborn around the egregore start to freak the fuck out. The Kohan yeah. are pulling swords at us. We are surrounded, but like. Well, I mean, after that point, you should have introduced a waiver form for anyone playing the game. Nah, that implies it's too dangerous. We we assured them they'd have a good time. We also yeah, had to start assuring people... the risk people, takers that way. We, would, uh, we did say to people, we'll take you to the hospital if anything bad happens. And that often yeah. stopped a lot of deals in their tracks. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we get to the market. Uh, Captain Parsnip has passed out. And then we proceed to start selling them internally to Navarre. So we start picking up a few more Chaos Fruit. Uh, we start doing lucky dips, and overall, it's just a good evening. But the final thing I do before going to bed is I run into Rivardi. Rivardi has a skirmish at 4 p.m. the next day, and as some of you might know, getting on a skirmish is incredibly difficult because lots of players, very few slots. Yeah. So, being I believe all of the skirmishes this event were all only 20 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just 20 minutes now. It's been but a lot years. of them were 70 people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, back in the day, like, you know, four or five years ago, there used to be 40 minutes for 30 people. It was lovely. You'd have multiple, mm -hmm. you'd have multi-parts, and uh, one of them was raiding a plague wolf den, but I'll, I'll talk about that another time. But yeah, <laughs> we um, we talked to Rivardi, and I'm like, hmm, trying to sell a Chaos Fruit to them. 
they are having <laughs> none of it. And I go, what if you let me on the skirmish tomorrow? Deal. <laughs> <laughs> to get them to buy a, a chaos fruit. Yep. So Rivardi chomps Amazing. down on a free chaos fruit, courtesy of Lindia Thornhart. And then Lindia Thornhart gets to take the fight to the Druze one more time on Saturday. Nice. So yeah, I've uh, got blackmailing, bribery, and drug dealing. I'm, now. I'm, I mean, I heard that they were fine, so I'm as, as in I didn't hear that they were dying, so I assume it wasn't a strawberry. It just chilled them out. So everyone we everyone we sold to in the VAR, I don't know if it's the trees or something, but they all basically got weed. Where like they just sat down, <laughs> super chilled out, <laughs> oh and they were just like, oh yeah, I just feel so relaxed. And because to address your point no. around what the fruit do, um, yeah. to be boring and mathematical. The permutations we worked out, there are 270 different effects, like 270 different fruit, effectively, because you've got seven core fruit, at least. You've got flavor, taste, and touch. Then you Mm -hmm. have 50-50 within each identical one. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think there's a couple other factors there as well, because we we sat down and Dawn started doing the maths, and we were like, oh my goodness, this is impossible. Um... Mm. But yeah, they, I would be intrigued. Like, so you just mentioned that you know it seemed weird that Navarre all seemed to get the same thing. Like, I know we have lineage specific effects of things. I would really be intrigued by the potential plot wise of nation specific effects based mm. on hearth magic or just simply location, like territory wise, what you've been exposed to. That would be a really cool concept like if because navarre specifically it's from uh, from you know valon territories and raquelian is valon territory to have the chaos of fruit affect you differently than everyone else would be a fascinating thing to have on the field what if i told you it was already there <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not though so that dear citizen is where you're not quite correct the oh um gosh. so we can plant chaos fruit in forests and grow more chaos fruit. Yes. However, we have been told by PD that they will have additional effects if done in Hakinia, Brakeliand, or the Atherton. Okay. Oh, but not Miaran or Therunen. Interesting. No, nope, because there's no active Valon. Of course. Wait, no, there is a Valon in Therunen. Oh, there? sorry, Therunen, not the Atherton. If that's the okay. case. Okay. Well, I mean, the Atherton there is, but I also think there's no <clears> forests. Yeah, not, not our problem. In the Atherton. Yeah. <laughs> no forests, no problem. Indeed. Remember, no Yarmish. But anyway, the, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's how I ended my day on Friday. It was uh, a remarkably prosperous day. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, also from Brakeliand, I had like a super buffed up military unit that went in, uh, that was converted from my existing forest. So mm-hmm. I got like a literal Yu Gi Oh deck of herb cards. Like mm. 19 Yeah, resources, the resources were nice. Plus the 10 mana crystals, plus all of the Tulpa potions we just acquired. What? Um, I, th- I, can't remember oh. th- I can't remember if this is... No, it was Saturday. It was sat- I-, I won't talk about it yet. But basically, we made a lot of money off those as well. And then also, we've been skimming a profit all night on Chaos Fruit. So I think by Ooh. the end of this evening, we had about 15, 16 thrones. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, I had 15 or 16 thrones. As a player who, uh, for most of my IC career, through various characters, have rarely seen a throne um, and dealt mostly in sets of crowns, 
15 or 16 thrones is a lot. I think we brought mm. the five throne coin back to camp. We all started nibbling on it. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. I've never seen one before. Look how big it is. <laughs> like I got to look at a hundred throne coin once and it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I got, I don't think we managed to touch it, but it was nice to look at. Mm. Just but to see place. that five throne, I mean, it's so much more in reach, but also like, I didn't know they had five throne coins. Mm, Genuinely. Five, five, twenty, and then a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Oh. We're only 100 thrones, of, sorry, <laughs> 75 thrones away from uh, getting that 100 throne coin. Rarely see I, the full crown as well. So if you it. have several thrones, I mean, this is kind of a stupid thing to do. It's like exchanging Monopoly money when you have loads of money. You're going to need to break it down eventually anyway. But if you had five thrones, can you go to like God and ask for a five throne coin instead? Yeah. Or do you have to exchange it on the field? No, you just go to God and get it. Nice. We did. I know they were looking however. for loads of cash a while ago mm. so yeah they're looking for, for anyone rings. else money yeah rings and five rings because i think when pd first uh, set up empire they got equal volumes of rings crowns and thrones so mm -hmm. they actually have like tens of thousands of thrones in storage and they're like look if you wanted to face a throne that's fine because not many are needed but rings and five ring pieces we're genuinely quite short of so that's why they want they wanted yeah. us to return some of them if we oh see they're very valuable <laughs> yeah um yeah no that makes sense though because i guess they have to give out the regular stipend for every player but yeah. the thrones get hoarded across the field and then build up and don't come out of play in the same way yeah and that's why apparently uh, and i mean i can attest to this um but according to a lot of brokers this time um everyone was very cash poor just yeah, currency is going to be the currency of the uh the year i think mm. as opposed to mana crystals <laughs> yeah right uh no but mana crystals last year was a thing liao now is kind of the thing but i think just cash is gonna come up soon yeah look liao was rare this event but it was like it's it's never an expensive enough resource that it yeah actually went up that much it's so. worth less from mana which i find shocking i wonder if we're due a like an inflation of things like the price of a pint well, looking at economics, it's already gone up to seven oh. rings for us. Has it actually? But there's also been Not... shrinkflation as well. So we're going to jacks... be Freddo's chatting this in a year's time. We I are. remember when the price of cakes and a pint was honestly, pounds. I, I haven't rings. noticed it as much with drinks themselves because drinks drinks prices have been very similar. But the price I mean, I of a drinks... mini flapjack going up to 10 rings the past two Oof. events has been ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that the price of drinks kind of sets the price of everything else on the field. If mm. that changed, we would have a massive economic issue. Yeah, but I, I had to pay more for a tiny flapjack Oof. than a drink from the Drunken Goose. Which is oh insane. my gosh! And that that saying that's saying something, considering there are fewer icy bars than there used to be, and mm. far more cake sales. Yep. So. Yep. I didn't buy cakes any cakes. Need to be cheaper. Yeah, Don't they do. Ref refuse to buy your cakes at the price that they are quoted. Haggle your um, cakes. Apologies, It's just not worth it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna bring my own cake. If you're going yeah. to sell so it shout out price. to the Drunken Goose. We love you. Shout out to the oh, yeah. We'll talk good. about... I'm going to be really sad now that I'm dead that I won't get free drinks at the Drunken Goose anymore. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You can join I the miss. Black Scar Squaddy pub crawl. I'll talk about it on the Saturday <laughs> episode. But my God, what a... In touching on the cohesion we talked about at the start of the episode, it was mm. the first time we've had a bar crawl 
where we all stuck together and had a good time. It it was fucking awesome. It was absolutely brilliant. And also, all no. the senior members like Sol and Riz had gone off, you know, to the officers mess. It was all <laughs> of the dog soldiers ready to ruin Anvil. And my god, did we? But that's a story for for next time. Um so Wrapping up Friday. You guys want to talk about the bar crawl? No, that's Saturday. Saturday. Let's let's wrap ourselves up on, oh, on, yes, on Friday. Yeah, Matty, uh, as Larkin at the time, I have to say at the time now. Um, it hurts. It hurts. I know you spent most of the evening in military council. Yes, I did. Which, to my eternal sadness, that I don't get to do it anymore, or currently don't have the ability to do it. I love deeply. Muster was great. We got what Everyone, we wanted. I spent ages talking to people before the game and in time in before Muster, and everyone was like unanimously going, "Oh, we won't get the Athabans." Like it's between Skalan and Bregasland. Like the marches will fight for Bregasland. And I, having had my chat with um, Owen Brennos about, okay, well, we can basically we've made a plan, um, mm-hmm. which is what we do as generals. That's why we get elected. Which is if well, we go to the Athabans this things. time. I know, I shocking, I thought we just right? died in our droves for the fucking fun of it. We just sort of roll things across the board and see where they land. No, we just, um, we'd gone, okay, well, we can either say we'll go to Bregasland this weekend and then we want to go into Leathaven this season because many people did want to go into Leathaven. I'm not going to comment I see on those opinions because there's also a possibility that I might briefly come back and have an opportunity to play out some things uh, next event. Um, but essentially the, the the best plan and the one that we knew we could kind of get was let's go to Leathaven this weekend, this summit, and then we will not go into Leathaven, but instead agree to go to Bregasland. Um, so we kind of knew we had a bit of a trump card with the marches in order to get that conjunction, but I didn't mention it to anyone because sorry. I, I mean... Didn't want anyone's hopes up just in case. You, you didn't Basically. need to. Have, that's kind of... That's this the is the first time I had actually listened to all of the Winds of War and all of the Winds of Fortune, and that was my take on the thing. So I was very happy to hear that that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and it worked Ooh. out. And we, you know, it was uh, the sad thing about Larkin dying, but also the narratively wonderful thing about Larkin dying is this really was the event where I was coming into my own as a general as a move from shaker in the military council as someone with ideas and the, uh, like the hard knowledge to back up my plans and ideas mm. and the politicking relationships with people to make those work or not work so we'd already you know begun our plans on things the whole the Aspen versus Bregasland thing um but before we wrap up the final thing that happened really for me uh, was the field marshal's elections now, before muster, which is that military council meeting on a Friday, um, Rizark Dance Walker, soon to be private citizen, had requested, <laughs> and he, he'd requested this a few summits ago. He'd said, you know, at some point he wanted to be field marshal for a battle. That was his like, his ambition. I haven't done it. I want to do it. It's my ambition. Now, I, as a dedicant and priest, essentially, well, not priest because I'm not a synod priest, but guide of ambition, said, yeah, all right, I'll put you forward. During the field marshal thing with Leathaven, uh, the Wintermark has very specifically said, it's Leathaven, we're not standing with the field marshal. We were only on the field with the League and the Orcs, apart from that, and they 
didn't field a field marshal. Uh, so I stood up and I said, uh, sorry, Harold, I've got a slightly confusing one. There is a citizen who would like me to stand for field marshal for them, uh, but for legal reasons, they can't be here because <laughs> they're currently a senator. And everyone was like, what? What is happening? Anyway, I was allowed to stand for it because any citizen, uh, regardless of title, can be field marshal. However, no senator can come into the military council tent. And mm. David Riz was still the centre at the point. Also, he's in Senate at this point, so I had to stand for him. Uh, he'd agreed to come at like 10, and we were about 10 to 10 at this point. And I was thinking, ah, I'm going to have to just go for it. It was hilarious. I was waiting for Brenos to stand forward and take it anyway. He looked at me and didn't. <laughs> and went, nah, I'm all right. And I thought, oh dear. Because at this point, no one else had stood up either. And I'm standing there pretending to be Riz going, this was kind of slightly a joke. I mean, serious, but also slightly a joke. And now it's seeming more and more real. Uh, now, John DeSavis, who we've already mentioned, General of the Wars of War, member of the Crimson Reapers, stood up just because he said, oh, I think someone should also stand and why not? I'll stand for it. Um, and they answered some questions. They asked some questions. Why do you think? I managed to give a reasonably good pedigree of risk because I know him fairly well. Also, he's a member of Black Scar. That does come with a very good reputation. Also, we all know Riz slash David quite well. Yeah. And we know the kind of person he is, is he would do no better or worse a job than anyone in the military council tent. Yes, he doesn't have experience of the process of it, but the actual tactical battle leadership side of it was always going to be okay, which is why Brennos stepped back. Is he, is I, he just defending uh... <laughs> Riz for when he gets Inquisition for losing laughter? <laughs> this cannot be used, I <laughs> see. <laughs> Caveat. This cannot be used, I see. No, my gosh. It was so much fun because it was just a slightly light, slightly unusual thing. But, you know, E4, I championed the idea of the Navarre Marches Wintermark team up by realizing that the numbers could work and it worked because there is an appetite across the field of let's just try some fun things like we all understand that you can optimize everything as much as possible but sometimes you just want to try something new and a bit fun and a bit crazy mm. um anyway the one crowning moment that everyone apparently seemed to love in Ridge council was the first question that they asked was quite an intense you know based on the briefing that you received what you know, what would be your use of, I don't know, scouts across the field. So it was something relatively tactical. And I, in my infinite panic moment of, I just have to sell this, but I don't have to sell it too hard because, you know, it is what it is, uh, mm -hmm. decided to put on my best uh, Rizart Dancewalker impression and went, oh, I'm Rizart Dancewalker and I haven't read the briefing, so I actually have no idea and I'll probably make that decision tomorrow. And everybody loved it. I felt really cool <laughs> for a second. There was laughter, there was a round of applause, there was a standing no, there wasn't a standing ovation. But you know what I mean? It was just just one of those nice little moments. It sounds like um, a Michael and Scott anyway, he life got voted memory. For it. it was ridiculous. It was utterly ridiculous. Like it really was. And he got it. He got the field marshal. So we had to go uh, find you. Yeah. By an overwhelming amount. I'm not sure anyone even voted for John. No, no offense to John. I mean, he did it as a kind of, I need think someone else should stand just because. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he really wanted it particularly, and everyone kind of knew that. Um, and Riz did have a strong enough case that apparently I put across well enough in between doing stupid impressions of him. Um, but yeah. And then we had to go find him. Yep. Tell him. He was. Him. 
I don't know if you remember Sol, because Sol and I, Farron and Larkin went and tried to find him. We eventually caught up to him in the marches, and he was kind of in shock, I think, yeah. for a while. Of like, wait, did wait actually? And I was like, this David, and I did say this quietly on an OC note, was like, this is why I really checked with you that you wanted this. Because <laughs> crazy things happen. Um, but we also believed him. We believed in him. And, you know, in the end, not to spoil anything, everyone who was there, it was a mission success, regardless yeah, of we, everything else that we'll talk about to come up. We found a bit of March's pub enjoying his freedom. It wasn't quite yeah. freedom. He was technically free at 12 o'clock the next day. But for the yep. sake of things, he was free. He was enjoying it. He was done with Senate. Was Silk. Silk was there. Yeah. We love Silk. Yeah, he's had a um Rizard received a really weirdly cryptic remark because I'd sent someone to go and say, You're running for field marshal currently, like get here now if you're gonna get here, because he'd said that Senate would be done and he would be there at ten o'clock. It yeah. was almost ten past at this point. So I was like, Okay, I'll send someone running. All he'd received is something, something, field marshal, something, possibly you have it. Like it was confusing. <laughs> so he sort of didn't really know, but kind of did. It was very strange. And then we got the pleasure of telling him that he was the field marshal. Tra Travid was there as well. We'd actually bumped into Travid. So Travid had come with us to go and Where find him. Yeah. Um, well, Travid <laughs> was in, in the March pub with all of yeah. us. And we were just having a having a chill, having a chat, having a catch up. Nice chat. And then we I. Had, there was someone else there. It was that Naga? I, who I don't know very well, but mean. I recognise very well. I think he's one of the Shatterhorns, or previously was one of the beside us when we were there. Original Shatterhorns used to camp near us. Hadn't been there for a couple of events, so it was basically just having Seen. a catch-up. Yeah, catch-up with Travid. Anyway, what happened then? We're getting on now. It's This is post-Senate, post-Military Council. It's getting into the evening, yeah. having a couple of drinks. It's, it's nice. We're having a catch-up with Travid, catching up about the chaos fruit and whatnot. And I start talking to Silk and I go, hi, Silk. Just not having a great time. My, you know, lack of vigilance has meant lost my swords. And he went, oh, that's a shame, Farron. Uh, you know, hopefully you can go and find them at some point. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I just went, went to pick up my water bottle and must have put them down somewhere and I uh, forgot them. And he was like, you know, no worries, no worries. Wait a second. What what weapons were they? And I went, oh, it's just a couple of paired swords. They, uh, yeah, you know, I'm Ambi or whatever. Uh, sh biggest shame is they're magical. And he was like, they don't have to be paired weapons that can do venom with a hero point. And I went, that's exactly what they are. Helen Blades. Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah. No, some guys in Highgard were just talking to us about uh, they, they want to, them investigated by the magpies. Who, if you don't know, <laughs> are a... Um, like organization that look into artifacts and things like that. So yeah, I found my weapons, or at least hey, I found out who had my weapons. <laughs> so it was like, come by the the, the um, magpies tomorrow. We, we see if the, we can source them because I've been to God and even my um, fizz reps hadn't even turned up at that point. I think I might have gone slightly too early, but it was uh, it was quite a surprise um, that they you know they hadn't shown up. But it's fine. I didn't have any skirmishes. But yeah, so I now, my weapons had been interesting enough that someone had brought them to the magpies to be investigated. And that is where the fun then continued the next day. But Oh yes, it did. They, it really did. We had, a, we had a late night, 
actually, Matty, by the time we'd got back, we, we went yeah. by the Orcs, right? Just caught yeah, in with the just... Orcs. We were starting Field Marshal, uh, Rizard Dance Walkers, Search for Generals, and uh, cap- Field Captains and things to uh, discuss the, the following day. It was nice. Nice and relaxed. Trafford was there talking about some great forest, forest orcs. And then it very quickly made its way on to time out. We went back to camp and everyone was in bed. <laughs> it was at this point that we, I think David and Iris and I realised that we hadn't eaten all evening because when you're in meetings with Senate Image Council, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, and you don't normally get hungry until about nine when the light starts going, you get a bit cold. And that's normally mm. a point past when people have sort of tried to come and bring you food. Uh, so we scarfed down the remainder of the pizza and some tactical <laughs> sausage that he had. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. It was like a, like a Polish, like cooked sausage thing. It was actually really sausage, right? good. It yep. was so nice. I've got some in my uh, fridge. Yeah, we were sitting by the fire, having a good chat and chowing down before bed and then went to bed. Great. Well, that's, and that's Friday, citizens. Indeed, that is Friday. Friday. What mysteries does Saturday hold? And will Larkin survive Sunday? Find no. out next time. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we've already talked about it. <laughs> I've already had the carver. Like... Yeah. If you if you really want to drive in the, you know, the engagement, we've got you've got to really set up with things that people don't know, like what happened with the t- the tulpa. What happened with Farron's swords? Oh, yeah. Uh, what happened I... to Uncle Regretio's bar of regret? Mm. Yeah, you guys have made way more interesting secrets that I actually really need to hear about as well. Mm. What yeah. happened? Indeed. i tell you what did happen. Monstering. That's what we're going to talk about next time mm. as well. Indeed. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's kind of part of Friday is part of the Leathavin decision meant that uh, we as Navarre were going to be fighting on the Sunday and monstering on Saturday. And one of the things that one of our members, Finn, who plays Rifflin, the Chaos Mage Cambion, uh, has been doing over the past Long Dark, I guess, possibly since slightly before the Long Dark in E4, I'm not sure, I can't remember when it began, was setting up an EMU for Black Scar uh, with the uh, battle crew to make sure that you guys could do that. Uh, specifically a Druze unit, which happened to work out very, very nicely that you were supposed to be monstering as Druze on Saturday. So there was, I think, Rifflin had to go to a meeting about that the night before. You usually do yep. as an EMU leader. Um, but it was all exciting. It was very Things exciting. There was so much potential at this point of the weekend. There was. Friday night, we'd just begun. Yep. Let's wait and see what happens. Did. So until then, citizens, keep your friends close, lest you lose them. <laughs> and we will see you on Stop the next it. episode. <laughs> when Bye. we get closer and closer to the end of Larkin Shattersong. We do. Wait, no, that's a spoiler. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any closing words of wisdom, actually, Matty, before I just say goodbye and shut off the recording? Uh, Friday night is great. Embrace the Friday night because you never know how much longer your weekend will last. Ah, oh, good. I, I mean, I, I, I did die, but there are characters who died on Saturday, and that is <laughs> yeah, fuck them better. losers. Yo, parents, you know, just just don't, don't die. Thank you. Just don't die. Yeah, just don't do it. I'm half. Excited. I wouldn't know.
I'm half expecting you to have like a live, laugh, love tattoo the next time we see you <laughs> and say things like live every day like it's your last and uh... live band Larkin, you know, oh. live band Larkin. Oh God, that's I still think hallowing your swords is a great idea. I, I really like that, actually. Yeah. Um, I, that was I, actually a really inspired idea. But, I, but that means I found them, Matty. <laughs> I mean, when you find them. When you replace them, I didn't specify which swords. We all know you're going to fight Ambi for the rest of your life. Yeah, I keep picking up other weapons again. No. <laughs> nah, the Ambi life. No, I will do. I, I need the Liao. Uh, we'll do it. Yeah. All right, anyway, That's we'll keep nice. talking otherwise. So, it's true. Kill, we'll kill be back this. with Saturday, E1 Saturday shortly. All right then. Keep an eye out on your local podcast supplier. <laughs> so, like, subscribe. Don't do all of that comment. <laughs> Tell your friends your own episode. Like you said the song. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're done. Bye. Bye bye bye. Bye.